You're listening to the City of London Symphonia Modern Mystics podcast. In this episode, we'll bring you all the details of our Autumn 2017 concert series, featuring live footage from our season launch event held at West London Synagogue. This autumn, City of London Symphonia is presenting Modern Mystics, a sonic trilogy of three concerts exploring mysticism in music and creating immersive environments for audiences to explore. Earlier in October, we launched the series at West London Synagogue, an event including our creative director, Alexandra Wood, as well as conductor, Jessica Cottis, and we're pleased to share that discussion with you in this podcast. We'll explain more about the experience you can expect to have in our Southwark Cathedral concert, The Fruit of Silence, the opening concert of the series, as well as our collaboration with cellist Matthew Barley and John Taverner's The Protecting Veil as part of Southbank Centre's Belief and Beyond Belief Festival. We're also delighted that Jessica Cottis is making our debut with the orchestra for the Book of Hours programme, the second concert of the trilogy. So, to the panel. Enjoy listening. Um, So, I'm going to start with Alex. Uh, Modern Mystics, what's the the concept behind the programme? What are we hoping to portray through this? Well, the programme, I think, was sparked. It came about because we wanted to work with Matthew Barley again on on his wonderful uh, The Protecting Veil uh, project. And uh, that piece is by Taverner. He was a a very religious, uh, orthodox Christian. Um, But there's a a spiritual feeling to the music which anyone can take away. And I think we wanted to explore this as a spiritual place in, in music generally, music which gives people... Uh, the time and the space to reflect, to perhaps um, explore their thoughts, get away from their thoughts, music which enables people to listen in maybe a different way than we might be used to. Is, is there a feeling that this is the right programme for our times um, in, in the way that we want audiences to experience the programmes and, and the messages the music are giving, which are, are religious messages, yes, but I, I think it goes beyond that. There's a, there's a, there's a meaning that is beyond any particular creed. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a, I mean, I use the word spirituality, but which transcends religion. And, and you see, I mean, there's so much sort of clutter in the world, in our, in our minds, that I think it's really important for everyone's, I mean, we talk about our work, um, uh, sort of mental well-being, but for everyone's mental well-being, that we have space and that we have the time to, to think. Um, it's sort of a bit like yoga or something that for the brain that that we really yeah can take the time to to think properly and to listen in different ways and to complete yeah listen in very different ways depending on who we are and what mood we're in and how the space or the music inspires us um you mentioned don taverner arvo pet is another composer that's playing a big part in this program um and i think there is something in there something in their music that draws people to them uh, and certainly they've been very popular things like the protecting veil was was a huge sort of you know commercial hit in its day um what what is it in their music just from a, a very pure perspective that you think draws people to it well it's interesting you use the word pure actually i think the this is umbrella theme over all the music that you will hear in this series is that it is pure and the beauty lies in the simplicity, sometimes just a scale, um, the sort of space between notes, the the resonance that just one note can create. I think that's what draws people to this music. And I, sorry to mention again, but also the the space and the time that the music allows. 
um, so that when there is a very dramatic moment, for example, in, in one of the pieces you'll hear by Alvo Pett, Tabula Rasa, um, sort of halfway through, it's incredibly dramatic because it's surrounded by this sort of wash of beautiful music. It's so much more intense than something which is sort of in your face all the time. The, the range of emotions feels stronger, feels more intense because of that. Um, and you've used the word space a number of times mm. by talking about the, the music, and no, rightly so. Um, at Southwark Cathedral, we're actually inviting the audience to take themselves on their own spatial journey. Yeah, so the idea is that um, people not only sort of metaphorically can listen in their own way, but actually quite literally can listen how they want. So if they want to be walking while they listen to the music, if they want to explore the beauty of, of of the church, ex explore the space, if they want to get closer to the musicians, if they want distance from the musicians. Um, so it enables a sort of a multi-sensual uh, approach, really. I think when you, if you come to that concert, which obviously you all will, um, uh, when you go in, you won't be handed a program note, you'll be handed a map, because the musicians will be performing from different areas around the church, so you will literally be invited to go on your own orientated journey around the cathedral um, but I'm pleased to say we've managed to persuade the good people at, at the Church of England to move many of the chairs out of the building so we'll have cushions so if you just want to lie on the floor and watch these beautiful visuals that our friend Jack James is creating for us to complement the architecture you'll be able to do that as well um, we're approaching the protecting veil in a very different way as well because um, Matthew Barley uh, who is performing that work with us Number one, and no offence, Jessica, we're, we're not using a conductor, uh, which is a, 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 an exciting thing, I think, although it's giving me heebie-jeebies, I must admit. Um, but we're also proceeding the concert without the sort of dry approach that written programme notes would be and presenting it a different way. Yeah, again, it sort of gives the chance for the music to well, leap off the page, uh, reach out to the audience more. We're doing sort of we call them living program notes, when we will explain a little bit about how the music is constructed, how um, the different parts interact. So you can actually see, rather than sort of reading something in a book about um, how the violins might work together, you will actually see that in action. And it uses, it's good for the performers as well because we learn something, but also it uses us in different ways rather than us just sort of walking on stage and performing the music. We're also helping to unpick the way it works. Thank you, Alex. Um, Jessica, uh, the Book of Hours program, um, when I approached you about modern mystics and whether this was something that interested you, I don't think I gave you any steer at all in terms of music and just said those two words. How did you arrive at a slightly different musical direction? Yeah, so you said modern mystics to me and I immediately thought medieval period. Uh, there was kind of no connection uh, between that, but the word that struck me was, was mystical. And I thought, what, what music do I already know that, that fits into this category? And, and the, the core work that we discussed for this program is by Julian Anderson, a uh, British composer. It's a piece called Book of Hours, and it's, it's extraordinary. It's, it really is uh, a world of its own. And it's been based on two illuminated manuscripts from the medieval period, uh, they're uh, housed in Paris, you can go and see them. And basically everything that he's written is influenced in some way from these books. And as Alex said earlier, much of it is simplicity. So these carefully drawn, very, very, very bright pages 
uh, in these monastic books comes out as music. In the first section of the piece, actually, it's, it's just based on four notes, all uh, in every possible permutation. And then as the piece progresses, uh, the added element of, of live electronics um, comes to the fore. And we hear uh, all kinds of different sounds. There are Mongolian temple bells. There's an owl from Siberia. There's a scratchy record player from the former, former Eastern Bloc. Uh, and, and this kind of takes over and almost obliterates the acoustic sounds uh, and represents, I, I always think, the, the kind of... Um, it must have been really horrible living in the medieval period, I think, with, with so many wars and, you know, the, the plague uh, killed... I think something like two-thirds of the English population. Uh, and, and this is kind of what the electronics do. And then they, they, they tinkle out in a way, uh, reflecting really, I think, that, that gilt gold that we have on those books. Anyhow, this is the core of the program. And I thought, right, we've got medieval period, we've got modern music, and we have electronics. What can we do now? So then I jumped to another newish piece by another English composer, Richard Corston, and he'd set uh, a mass setting by French composer uh, Machot, which uh, is a fascinating piece. He uses exactly the same notes. So hundreds of years later, he uses exactly the same notes, changes the instruments that are being played. And then we have, uh, we're at Village Underground, so the orchestra is basically set up in different groups. And uh, my idea is that we, we, we discuss this, we turn the lights down, we basically we get kind of hugged by the sound. We don't know where it is exactly. It's coming from somewhere, maybe that side of the building, from up there, maybe from here, but it becomes a very, very immersive experience. So that was one of the pieces, and then we moved on to having more electronics. Uh, another uh, British composer, Jonathan Harvey, and then we also have a piece starring Alex. Uh, it's by Howard Skempton. Uh, it's basically a, a kind of, well, it's like a viola concerto, but in very, very slow motion. Uh, and we linked this in really because it, it kind of acts as a foil to all, all the other pieces. Thank you. <laughs> so lots of sort of uh, glorious clashes there. There's the contemporary and the ancient, there's the electronic and the acoustic. Um, but we're also combining this with, with visuals and hopefully projecting against sort of one wall. And, and the, the guy we're working with, Jack James, is a fantastic visual artist and, and projection artist. Have you got anything in your mind about how that's going to reflect and play with the music? Bearing in mind, we don't know what Jack's going to do yet, so it could go in all sorts of ways. I'm having sleepless nights about it. <laughs> no, it, I, I think it would be fantastic. The, the whole concept of, of this concert is that we, we turn up and we hear sounds that we are familiar with. So, uh, you know, a basic scale, as Alex was saying, music from the medieval period that we, we have all heard in some kind of context, but it's done in a different way. And I think this element of acoustic and electric, uh, electronic sounds and the visuals all at once, uh, I hope, well, really, I just hope it allows our audiences to to think and listen with, with new ears, all of, all of this, this kind of music and uh, the spiritual quality of taking time to stop and listen. 
Um, and this is a question to both of you. Firstly, Jessica, was there anything about CLS's approach that you thought, yes, this is why I want to work with them? And also, Alex, you've experienced our Village Underground concerts many times, but it's a new experience for you, Jessica. But what would you say to someone that was perhaps completely new to not just CLS, but orchestras and classical music overall? What, what, would, what would be your message to them to say, no, this is different, come along and experience this? A lot of orchestras are doing exciting things. Uh, I think we have to, as musicians, we have to keep our art form alive. It, it isn't something that stays on a piece of paper. It's something we have to do and we have to share with people. And there are so many recordings that we can go home and listen to, and that's wonderful. But if it's not actually a living object, then there's no point uh, for us to do what we spend every day of our lives doing. And CLS do that. And I think it's very much uh, a really important ensemble and orchestra within London and within the UK and further afield because the players, uh, I've worked with, with you all once and I was struck by, it was on an education project actually out in, in Chelmsford and I was struck really by the energy um, but just the love. The love of the music itself and the love of sharing that with young people and I have no doubt that this that this program is, is going to be weird and wonderful. I think the key thing about Village Underground is actually I think we should rebrand that they're not really concerts they're sort of experiences or events or happenings something it, it's um, about coming to an evening of hopefully you'll hear some wonderful music, but it's more than that, um, that you will be engaged, you will have a strong emotional reaction. Maybe it's a negative one, I don't know, but that's better than nothing, that you'll, you'll feel um, something thought-provoking about it, you'll take something away with it. So I think that's, that's my feeling of Village Underground. It, it's, it's not like a traditional concert, it doesn't have that formality, it's warm, it sort of invites you in. Well, I hope that's what we do anyway. So there you have it, our modern mystic sonic trilogy. Do join us on 9th of November at Southwark Cathedral, 22nd November at Village Underground, and the 2nd of December at St John Smith Square, and in fact the night before, it's 1st of December at Saffron Hall in Saffron Walden, for a sonic trilogy that promises to be immersive, thought-provoking, and of course, being CLS, seriously informal. The Protecting Veil, the final concert of the series, will be a relaxed performance and friendly to those people living with dementia and their carers. For more details on this, contact our box office on 020-7621-2800 or email boxoffice at cls.co.uk. Full concert details can be found at cls.co.uk where you can also book your tickets. We look forward to seeing you at Modern Mystics. We're hugely excited about this wonderful Sonic trilogy and hope to see you for one of the performances. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the City of London Symphonia Modern Mystics podcast, featuring Chief Executive Matthew Swan, Creative Director and Leader Alexandra Wood, and Conductor Jessica Cottis, in live footage from our Modern Mystics season launch at West London Synagogue on 5th of October 2017. Our Modern Mystic series is generously supported by Arts Council England, the Kirby Lang Foundation, the Leach Trust, the Boris Karloff Charitable Foundation, M&G Investments, Cocaine Grants for the Arts and the London Community Foundation. This podcast has been produced, edited and presented by members of the City of London Symphonia executive team.